It's Vocalo Radio, Chicago's only urban alternative, Nudia in the Afternoon with you. I'm excited to bring in another special artist. I met her when we did our 15th anniversary Vocalo party over at Metro, and I was super excited to see that she's been featured twice in the past year on our Poise to Breakthrough, and we're going to get into some of those songs. But in the studio, I do have Mayush here with me. Hello. Hey, Nudia. So happy to be here. I'm happy you're here, too, because, you know, when I first met you, it's so nice meeting people in the wild, in real life, you know? And then when we're able to see that, you know, people submit music, and it's good, and it's featured, and we play it. It is really cool to bring it all together. That's why I was like, we need to bring her in. We need to have a combo with her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Vocalo has been so supportive of my career, and, like, everyone on the team is just so sweet, and the winter block party was, like, such a vibe and so fun. So I was so happy to meet everybody in person, and to meet you, I had never met you before that day, so... No, and it was cool, and, and we vibed, and, and you know, the, someone on the team told me, you know, you were featured last August on Poise to Breakthrough of 2022, and then you were featured this past April of 2023, so like twice within the past year, you know, your songs have been featured, and, you know, we've gotten to talk to you, we did a written interview, but I was like, there's nothing like being in the studio, we gotta bring you in in person, you know? Yeah, this is my first time being in a radio station. Oh, so yeah. Like, this is so exciting for me. A dream come true. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad we could, you know, bring you in. And I wanted to talk about the single that we featured for our April Poise to Breakthrough. And it's Number One Girl. And, you know, I love these songs that it has such a good, catchy beat. But is it like low key sad? I was listening, I was listening yeah. to the lyrics and I'm like, you know, it's like with us who could cry and dance at the same time, you know? I feel like that's like my whole thing. vibe. It's like I want to dance and I want people to like move their body and like shake their, you know, shake it. <laughs> but I'm also like, I don't really write about happy things like that. I write about like losses and like lessons and like pain. But, you know, like I want people to move and feel happy. I don't want people to like, be sad and be like damn this bad thing happened or like (laughs) i lost this person like i'm gonna cry like i'm gonna cry at the club vibes so could you tell us a little bit about number one girl because you write your own music and then do you produce as well so with this song i did actually produce this song i like laid down the chords and the bass line and the drums and stuff and then i had um a friend arranger his name is it's harry tune we actually met on tiktok so not even a chicago artist but he arranged it oh that's so cool you have to love social media sometimes literally that's so cool it's it's amazing um and yeah i kind of just started like in my bedroom i was in my feels because i had just like lost a friend like a friend like wasn't really hitting me up anymore and it was like a, um, a gentleman friend like not a romantic gentleman friend but like a man that had been like in the friend zone per se i guess you put um, him there? You put him in the friend zone? I put him there. I mean, I just, you know, most people can't give me what I'm looking for. So when they can't, like, I still lo- like I still want them in my life vibes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can't give them, like, the romantic or, like, the dating or, like, the girlfriend type of vibe that they're looking for. Like, that, that doesn't really work for me. So I, um, yeah, like, you know, I think we all know what it's like to have somebody in the friend zone that's, like, 
you really really love them but it's like a we it's like weird because it's never you're always hoping that they find someone else kind of and that you guys can just like be normal friends when in reality like you guys being like normal platonic friends that that was like never something that was going to exist like for them that was never something they were looking for so um then like when they do ultimately find someone else like they don't really need you anymore because you know like they have a woman now like they don't need whatever they were getting from you like feminine energy and what have you <laughs> and did that make, i mean did it make you sad yeah is it made me happened? sad because like you know chicago is a is a challenging place i mean any city is like it's challenging to make friends right and like especially in the creative industry it can be a little bit competitive sometimes like so i feel making friends like i really cherish my friendships like deeply i give my all into my friendships um so when i lose a friend like even if you know they weren't getting what they wanted out of the friendship it hurts like mm -hmm. i'm like damn i wish i could have given you what you wanted so i could like still have you but at the same time i'm not gonna go and write this song saying like oh i didn't know i had i didn't know what i had until it was gone because i still don't want with you what you wanted with me vibes you know like i just wanted to be friends and i still just want to be friends but i also understand that like that's not possible like i fully support men cutting off all of their woman friends when they get a girl like i don't yeah but also at the same time i do believe in platonic relationships i do i do believe in like because I, I think that's a big topic on social media right you get on the podcast and the reels and it's like can men and women really just be friends and it's like yeah you know like i i mean it's also me being a dj i'm just around like so many dudes that I know so much about men, I probably shouldn't know. Like, it's just like, it's way, I'm in so many group chats, and I'm just like, I need to exit this conversation. Like, I do not need to know this much stuff. But, you know, so the song is not, it's so funny, because when I listened to it, I thought it was coming from a romantic place. So do you just bring inspiration from songs, and it grows from there? Or do you write, like, about everything you've really been through? Or do you leave, like, some imagination in there? I think, like, there's some imagination. Like, with my music that's coming up, like, it's a little bit more, like, high attitude vibes. Like, there, I have, like, a really sad, like, ballad coming, which is just really, like, what I've been through. It's called Real Love, and basically, like, I'll give you a sneak preview. Like, the lyrics are, like, so many nights I cried myself to sleep longing for real love. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's, like, so that's all real. Like, that is actually something I've been through and experienced. And then, like, the end of the song is, like, a resolution. Like, this is how I resolved it. Like, I'm not, I'm never going to leave my listener being like, damn, I'm I'm just crying. <laughs> like, longing for real love. Like, there's yeah. always going to be, like, a resolution and, like, a solution to the problem type. type. That's, like, what I'm going for. Um but yeah, honestly, I'm not that imaginative. So what I write about is really what I've been through. Like, I'm ima I'm imaginative in terms of wordplay. But like the scenarios I'm writing about, like, yes, I definitely have lived through. Maybe like one day when I develop more as a songwriter, like I'll start writing stories or like turning other people's experiences into songs. But for now, it's like your girl has to heal some stuff. Like your girl has to heal, and help this is your others. Therapy, heal. right? It was your therapy. It's my therapy, and it's my like. Please don't go through what I did, and if you are going through what I did, like, 
this is what you should know that I wish I had known when I was going through it. Yeah. But people don't always listen. I know. People <laughs> I will don't. say that. People like to learn. We got to learn the hard way sometimes. Another thing I also love, you know, when we were talking about number one girl is you are trilingual, which is super impressive. But you speak French on the track too, right? I do speak French. It's so yeah. beautiful. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so sexy. I want to learn some French, you know? Thank you. And sing, <laughs> and sing like this. And it's just like, it's really beautiful and seamless. And I love when people just like pluck genres, you know, into like, you know, we're listening to an English song, it comes out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like my French speaking skills at the moment aren't the best. Like I used to be pretty fluent, like in grade school and stuff, but it's been so long since I've practiced, so I can still write it pretty fluently. But yeah, I feel like that the trilingualness, like I never really saw that as part of my music career. But then I would just like find myself like stuck if I'd find myself stuck on a line like the other language would like pop in and I'd be like oh I know how to say that in Arabic seamlessly but I can't figure out a way to say it in English. So it kind of started as like a way to help me write but has become like so so important like for so many reasons because yeah. Because you speak English, Arabic and French and what is your background because i know like my, my intern gave me some notes but he says that you refer to yourself as an arabian soul diva yeah you know so is that your background yeah so like that name has kind of evolved into lebanese soul diva because i can also like acronym that as lsd which is like an homage to lakeshore drive and like being from chicago but also being lebanese um but yeah, so that's my background. Like, I was born and raised here in Chicago to Lebanese immigrants. And, like, for most people who don't know, like, Lebanon was colonized by the French until 1943. So everybody in Lebanon pretty much speaks French because we have, oh, like, wow. French educational institutions and stuff like that. Um, and then everyone speaks, like, Arabic and then also English in Lebanon. Um, so, like, my grandma and, like, my parents, like, so many people in my family were French educated. So, I just, like, grew up, they just, like, spoke to me in three different languages, always. Like, my grandma <laughs> would just, like, say to me, like, always, like, a single sentence. She would use all three languages. So, my, like, using all three languages is not only, like, an homage to my roots and, like, my grandmother and, like, really keeping her alive through my legacy, but... Also being like, yo, like, we were colonized, like, colonizers, but, like, let's turn this into, <laughs> let's turn this into something beautiful. Like, let's make this ours. Like, let's reappropriate this culture that was, like, used to kind of, you know, colonize us and turn it into, like, an Arab vibe and, like, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, revolution, I guess. I, I love that. And, look... I love when people come in. I just learned something. I got a little history lesson today and didn't know I was going to get it. But I was I was going to say, um, you know, does Arabic music also, is that important to you as well? Oh, my God. Yes. I literally <laughs> love Arabic music so much. I can't get enough of it. Honestly, I just like the the way that Arabic singers, like their runs and stuff. Like we have American R&B, right? Like that's like my first love 
I guess, like the first thing that made me be like, what? Like, this is a thing? Like, how are people making this? How are people making me feel this way? And then, like, they have all, like, the insane, like, vocal runs and stuff. And then Arabic music similarly has, like, insane vocal tricks and, like, vocal runs and melodies. And they just, Arabic music makes me feel so, like, seen and whole. Like, it just, it's the sound of my culture. So I feel like I can really embody, like, especially since I don't understand it fluently. Like, it's it's challenging to understand Arabic music fluently because it's like in written formally and i only speak like casually yeah like i speak Mm. conversational arabic pretty fluently um and i can read it but i can't like write it really so like i can't always understand arabic music but i get so enveloped in like the sounds and the movements and like the way that it makes you shake your hips and like the way that belly dance like was just created like, those two things just go together hand in hand. And, like, yeah, it just makes my body move in a way that is, like, so healing and so meditative. And it's just so powerful. So my goal is really to, like, make my music sound like that. But also, I'm an American girl. Like, I, you know, I live for 90s and, like, 2000s R&B music and, like, Sade and Aaliyah and TLC and Erica Badu and stuff like that. So... Like, just trying to make, like, a, a genre. I mean, I, w- I won't call it new because I think a lot of people are, like, trying to call their genres new right now. And I'm, like, I'm not going to claim to, like, be a pioneer of anything whatsoever. Like, I'm just taking the two things I know best and love the most and trying to express myself and, like, heal myself and heal others, like, through that. And inspire movement. Above all, I want to inspire movement. I love that because I know we're seeing, like, this trend of, I know especially coming out of L.A. with um, DJ Habibits. I don't know if you guys follow him on yes, TikTok. Yes, yes, But, yes, yes. So, so, like, he's one of my friends in L.A. and now he has Habibits' house. And, I mean, that's, like, those parties of just Arabic music are starting to take off in, in like, on the West Coast. Yeah. And um, I know he, he told me that when he first threw it, people were crying because they're like, I never thought I'd go to a club and hear all my Arabic songs, you know, playing at a club. In America. Yeah. Or anywhere. Yeah, and I know that when Latin music took off and, like, you know, reggaeton started making it really big in on the U.S. charts, like, it made me feel a type of way, too. It's like, oh, my, it feels super amazing to see, like, not only English music making the billboard hot 100 you know yeah when we could get other genres other languages on there i think that's completely different and i'm super excited for that i'm super ready for like arabic music to like land on the chart somewhere you know like it's really exciting to even even think about um so for you i know you bring all this inspiration because your background's so diverse so you have this like great viewpoint and then you bring the nostalgic, like, 2000s. I was looking at the cover of Number One Girl. And it seems very, like, you know, like, I'm in 2002. Mm-hmm. Or I'm in, like, 1997, one of the two. Like, is that where you kind of want to go with this next album? Because you're working on an EP, right? Yeah. So, like, the EP I'm working on now is, yeah, like, it definitely has, like, a lot of trilingual vibes. Like, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm singing in either Arabic or French, in addition to English. Like, the songs are mostly in English, but, like, 
yeah, it doesn't feel like fully like the songs ever done until I'm like able to express myself in Arabic or mostly in Arabic, but in French as well. Um, but yeah, like the EP I'm working on is called Ruled by the Moon. And like number one girl, 773 and all mine are all part of that EP. So I'm kind of just like doing a gradual rollout because like as an independent artist, I can't really just like drop an EP and expect like I have to push every song like a single. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like right now, I think is more just like my introduction into music type of music. Like I'm doing my language thing, like I'm doing a little bit of rapping, a lot of singing, like really getting into my pen game and then like the next album which is already partially written um will like hopefully be like a lot more arabic music and like crossover and stuff um i am actually planning to move to la because there are so many like arabic musicians out there doing it when i first saw habibi beats on tiktok like i damn near felt like crying like my friends sent it to me and i was just like wow, like, this man is remixing Nancy Ajram. Like, he's literally playing, like, he's bringing our soul. Because when you go to a club in Lebanon, like, they don't even play music like that. They play American music. Most, oh, really? For the most part, yeah. Like, I mean, they play, like, last time I was in Lebanon was way too long ago, but, like, they play, like, Akon and, like, the Black Eyed Peas and, like, all the, like, cl- the best American music, like, of over the past like 10 20 years like they played that type of music so yeah to see that movement happening in the states like we were definitely inspired by the latino community you know because like we saw y'all like put, like making the charts and like just how the way the community came together and, and music is just such a way to bring the community together and in the arab community like we have so much sectarianism and like separateness and like our countries even though we're like technically one people like we're very very divided so music is like our way to be like okay like you're egyptian you're palestinian you're lebanese you're syrian like okay great like we can all meet in the middle in this one place so yeah i hope like my music will be like in that like my music will be in the mix and like people who were raised here people who were raised overseas like there's something for everyone in that music and hopefully like you can find home in it whether or not like you're not arab and you were raised in the states or you are arab and you were raised overseas like it doesn't matter like there's a way to find home in my music but i do do it for like a special community i pull from my community of course to make that music for everyone I love it. I feel like you are going to live like 20 lives in one <laughs> lifetime. Like, I feel like you live so many lives. And so, um, you know, I love you talking about your future moves. So when can people expect more music from you? So I'm working on a single. I'm working on two singles right now. Um, they definitely this summer, like I plan to drop two singles this summer, if not more. Um, so like definitely, definitely this summer, there will be new my use dropping a music video next week, I believe, for number one girls. Is so, that why I've, I've seen you practice the belly dancing? Is that what you're practicing for, the visuals? I don't even think <laughs> I we got a good shot of me belly dancing in the actual music video. But yes, there is like a little belly dance choreography for number one girl. I was I, actually going to post that. I love that. Okay, so we need to look out for the visuals and the songs. And where could people follow you and keep in touch? Um, you guys can follow me at I am Mayush. That's I A M M A Y O U S H on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, 
LinkedIn, like literally, <laughs> I'm everywhere. Yeah, I am my US. So funny. Yeah. And then, you know, we've been talking about your song, Number One Girl. So I want you to go ahead and introduce it and then let's play it. Hey, y'all. It's my use. We're in Chicago and this is my song, Number One Girl. <laughs> 